Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back to Paper Round. We're going to get right into it. It's a big day in football. Why? Because yesterday teams, all 32 teams can designate the transition tag, I believe. And maybe I'm a little off there, but I for sure know that they can franchise tag any players. Players like Saquon Barkley, players like T. Higgins, players like Chris Jones. Okay. And so what, Andrew? So what, BC? Let's get into it. Bump the franchise tag. Bump, bump the, the franchise tag. tag. Bump the franchise tag. Hey. You know what we want to say? Get <laughs> it out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Said, There's an eight-minute rule on us right now. There's an eight-minute rule. Eight-minute rule. We can't curse. So at 8.01, we going to go from bump the franchise tag. To, to the real one. The real one. To the real explicit version. Rated all, y'all. Did I tell y'all I don't like the franchise tag? Bump the franchise tag. Bump the franchise tag. Bump hey. the franchise tag. Hey, uh, T. Higgs, don't, don't, don't franchise tag my boy. That boy used to eat uh, dry oodles and noodles. Dry ramen. Dry ramen. You know where that boy come from? And y'all want to franchise time. tag this man? <laughs> what we talking about? No. Anyways, let me calm down before we get kicked off the airways and also yeah. on YouTube. My name is Brandon Marshall. I'm your host of the show today, Paper Route. And then I have a buddy here sitting to the left of me, a buddy that we've been in many trenches together. Hell yeah. And we fought our way out. We climbed our way out. And we climbed our way back into some trenches. We're not afraid <laughs> of the trenches. That's Andrew Who. Yeah. Tell the people what's up, man. Hey, what's good, people? Y'all know me. Quiet, but don't underestimate me. Oh, I like that. Are you going to say something that's going to make BC and I frown today? Or are you going to say anything that's going to be like, what? Anything. I definitely feel like it, but I, I, I feel like BC for sure. <laughs> Especially with our first topic. Yeah, right you, right. you maybe, but there's a lot of franchise going on in the league right now. Um, but where do you want to start, man? 
man, wherever you want to go, wherever yeah. you want to go, let's okay. get it. Okay, okay. So let's get into it, guys. Uh, remember, I did mention it yesterday. Actually, the franchise tag was going to start today. And today makes the official first day that NFL teams can start franchise tagging players. Oh, it's today, not yesterday. Yeah, no, okay, it was great. today. So let's get started with news involving the unfortunate Saquon Barkley, the man who said he would like to be a giant for life. For life. Oh, this breaks my heart. <laughs> so well, you're <laughs> even reading fan, this. Why does it break your heart? Um, because I think as a Giant fan, like you really believe in your players, right. and I, and I mean that could be for any fandom. But I've been a Giants fan for almost a quarter century, okay. twenty five years next year, and I really see uh, Saquon as a good back, and I think he has potential to bring us to the bowl. You know, oh my, we're see, struggling. Hey, hey, I just said, is he gonna say anything that's gonna make us <laughs> frown today? Now you ain't gonna frown, BC, because you're a Giants fan. That's but what I was saying. Saquon Barkley can bring us to the bowl. Yes, like, I mean, but I'm also yes. realistic. Yes, I don't know. Saquon bringing us to the bowl. I would just like for him to be a part of the bowl <laughs> team experience. Yes. yes, right, right, right. This boy here. Now, nah, but All basically, right, so, he can hit the free agency. And everyone expects Saquon to want to return to New York as a giant for life. But we have talks of the Texans, Chargers, Ravens, and Eagles that have the best odds. So should Barkley leave New York for a new contender? Um, first, I want to address, you know, the, the, the statement that Saquon Barkley continues to make. Um, Saquon has uh, dug in um, as a true professional. There's several ways you can approach negotiations. There's several ways, a few ways, I should say, that you can go about conducting yourself. I'm for both, but I lean towards more being a little messy because these owners have all the leverage and they, they had the power and they have more experience than the players. And so sometimes when you step in the office and you just kick the door, boom, I ain't coming back. You put your hoodie on and you sit in the back of the room and you'll take no notes when you got a new coat. Like sometimes that's that's what it takes. That's what that's what wins. Yeah. And I lean more towards that. Let's get to it. I'm not going through this process for six, seven months. I'm doing what Lamar Jackson did. What Lamar Jackson said, trade me, get me up out of here. Yep. Remember I said, where that yep. boy from? from Pompano. When Lamar Jackson started yep. really pushing back and saying things publicly, the deal got done. When he went from uh Lamar Jackson uh, uh, of Pompano, Florida, from Pompano, mm -hmm. Florida, and that Lamar Jackson that went to uh, Louisville, sophisticated, <laughs> the deal get done. <laughs> but Saquon has dug in as, you know what, more like the Larry Fitzgerald route. route. It works. Peyton Manning route. Be mm. diplomatic. I'm going to say all the right things. And, and these are the guys – Right, that get the big deals <laughs> for a long time. The diplomatic guys. Like, yeah. Oh my goodness, we love Saquon. Like this is PRP. Like yeah. Saquon, he wanted to go get his bag. He's up. a pleasure to deal with. You know what I mean? That thing. Oh yeah, great. He didn't come in here with. Oh, okay. that's right. Give him the money. That's right. He's playing the long game here. Saquon is playing the long game. It's uh, it is risky, but he is playing the long game. Like the fans, think about the fans. Oh, we lo like what you. We love oh, yeah. Saquon Barkley. Oh, my goodness, he's our hero. My kid, we're going to buy his jersey. Look, stand-up guy. Yeah, model citizen. Look right. at him. So yep. so he, his, I think he's going to get what he wants. And what he wants, I don't believe the number one. Like, yeah, of course, you want to 
you know, play for one team your entire career, go down as one of the legends. I think that. But at the end of the day, I think the number one priority is what? You got to get paid. You got to get paid. You got to take care of your kids. And and so I think he's going to get what he wants, whether it's in New York or if it's somewhere else. Now, those teams that you mentioned, can you uh, tee those teams back up that you said are the favorites to get Saquon Barkley? Absolutely. There's some really good – there's some really good landing spots. Where I think you said the Houston Cowboys, Texans. Houston Texans. That's a great, 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 great. spot CJ for Stroud right there for for uh, Saquon Barkley. You talk about it's not about even Saquon Barkley in Houston. It's more so about CJ Stroud. It's like CJ Stroud is mm-hmm. that guy. He is him, right? So how do you surround him with the best talent right now? And they had this window in Houston. There's an interesting window, right? That Jalen Hurts did it. Joe Burrow did it, and there's a few others where they're on that rookie deal. So that money could be spread out to a Saquon Barkley, to this receiver, to this defensive end, to this cornerback. Because things going to change come year four, year five, when they have to pony up $400 million, $500 million to C.J. Stroud, right? So the Houston Texans, you talk about a window. That window is right now. Like a, They have a huge window right mm-hmm. now. That thing ain't closing for a minute, but they have a huge window right now. So that's a great spot for Saquon. Great spot for Saquon. You ready for this next one? Give me the next one. The Los Angeles Chargers with Harbaugh's offense. Uh, Greg Roman, uh, offensive coordinator there. It's not even about, yeah, it's about Harbaugh, but who's the offensive Mm. coordinator there? So now you got to go back to the San Francisco 49ers where they had the Kaepernick's of the world, and they also had, um, you know, uh, Frank Gore. Right? Yes. Okay. And then you go to Greg Roman uh, when he was with the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson, and that that running game. He's really good when it comes to teeing up the run game. Now, where they get a little stale is that pass game really doesn't connect. And when I say connect, it's like, okay, I'm handing it off like this to the right to this running back four or five times in a row. And the natural progression to that is like, all right, now I'm going to act like I'm going to hand it off to this running back to the right because I just did it four or five times in a row. Now the, the defensive linemen, the linebackers, everybody sees this action. Now they're going to go jump on that. And now I'm going to pull it and then I'm going to boot out to the left. And then there's going to be these huge windows behind that, that second level. That doesn't necessarily show up in his offense. So that's where it gets a little rough. But Saquon Barkley with the Chargers could be amazing. Could be amazing, especially for him and his team because they're good enough to do it for a year or two, but then usually everybody else starts stopping that and they have no passing game to really catch up, um, you know, to 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 these defenses and what they're throwing at them. But you have Justin Herbert, so that could change things from his time in Baltimore and also in San Francisco with Kaepernick. Quick question on that because Austin Eckler's on that team. He's a great uh, back, but he's also a great receiver. Um, so what would you say in response to that? He's going into his what looks like eighth year, and Saquon's going into the seventh. So it's not like a huge disadvantage or you advantage. Ac- Ackler? Ackler? Yeah, Austin Eckler, the current running back for the Chargers. Yeah, but that's a different back. Okay. Saquon, Austin is a guy, I mean, he's catching 100 passes, you know, and, mm-hmm. and this could work for them, you know, two-hitted monster. Now, I don't know if they're going to invest into both of these guys, but this can work. They complement each other. So you're thinking more like a Pollard and um, Elliott, Ezekiel Elliott. Correct. I got you. Well, and and Pollard was a little different. Pollard is not as dynamic as a uh, Eckler out the backfield. Or Barkley. 
Yeah, but like, yes, yes. But it's like that comparison. Who's the guy that can tote it first down, second down? And then who's that guy's coming in on third down? You know, can also pick up the blitz, can can block, but they're getting out there and running routes. So this is complimentary. Okay. Okay. So you don't see it as a big issue or, I mean, our, our textural Brian says Eckler will be likely out after that trade. But uh, let's get into the next team, which is um, Baltimore Ravens. So, like, how does he look like with uh, Saquon in the backfield and Lamar as QB? The Baltimore Ravens. I mean, this would be beautiful. And, I, I, you know, the Baltimore Ravens brought in a few guys. They dealt with some injuries last year. And then they had a young – they had a guy step up that really held it down. They spread the wealth out. Um, Saquon is different. Saquon on any team. Like, I don't care who else you throw out there, and I'll let you go through your list. But Saquon on any team mm-hmm. that that has um, – that's a contender, it works. It works. If you have the salary cap and you have the pieces in place, it works. Now you can look at Saquon Barkley and, and, and you can throw up his injury history um, and, and that's going to chip away from his value. But Saquon Barkley, when healthy and also with an office in line, he's as dynamic as they come. And there's an argument for Saquon Barkley that really he's never really had a a, a real opportunity to – fully show us what he's capable of because mm-hmm. our offensive line in New York, as y'all know, as uh, Giants fans has been trashed for some years. Yeah, unfortunately. Right. And then Dayball is the first offensive coordinator that that's come in that brings some real offense to the table, like real legitimate football. Mm-hmm. You know, 2022, he missed a couple games, had an ankle, but he still had over 1300 yards. Um, and he was dynamic, right? That was that playoff run. Um, this past year, dealing with a few injuries, and the whole team imploded. But Saquon Barkley, I, I don't still, I don't think we we've seen the best of Saquon Barkley yet. I agree. And hopefully that shows up this year or the next. You see it like he tries to force it, but of course, like you said, the line isn't there for him in New York. Stay you know what the home, line is, Saquon, though. Stay home, Saquon. Stay home. With <laughs> preach it, brother. That's preach it. That's it, man. All this jumping hey, around. It's after eight minutes, is not y'all. always greener on the other side. You know what I'm saying? Go over <laughs> here, chasing around. Oh, let me go to this team. No, man. Stay with the Giants. Work it out. Listen, if Dak and the Cowboys can still believe in Dak and them boys and give him eight years and all that, Come on, Saquon. We get another year out of you, man. Let's get it together, man. Don't don't go nowhere. Well, well, call, Let's go. well call call your people in New York and say, pay the man. Yeah, just pay, pay Saquon, New York Giants, yeah, call Mara family, in, uh, Tish New family, the Tish, the Mara family. That's right. <laughs> call your people. I know you got them on speed dial. Yeah, BC. Man, of course. There you BC, go. You see, I know me and you would hate this, but how would we react if Saquon left New York for a division division rival? like Philly or Dallas. And that's why I was bringing up Philly actually granted we know that uh Jason is retiring. But like that that's one that's uh quoted as one of the best O-lines in the NFL. Oh my goodness, dynamic. So the, Dallas or Philly? I mean, Phil, Phil, both work. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it <laughs> cuz I, I can there's a, a argument for both. When you talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, all three running backs are free agents. They have 25 million in in cap space. All right? And we know Jalen Hurts, with the dynamic run game, makes him dynamic in a passing game. 
I don't think he's the most dynamic thrower. I don't think he's a top five thrower of the football mm-hmm. in, in the NFL. But, man, when you let this dude go out there and just keep it simple, he's one of the best to do it. Go back to the Super Bowl and look at the numbers there. Go back to the first seven, eight games of this season. Look at the numbers there. The dude, when in a healthy situation, is extremely dynamic through the air and also on the ground. So that works. The Dallas Cowboys, it works. You have CeeDee Lamb. You have Dak Prescott. You have um, McCarthy, Fountain of Youth. I think he did a a phenomenal job last year of coaching and getting his guys in position. And having him with a Pollard, if they can bring back Pollard, them two together, it works. Mm. It works. Saquon is actually in a good position from a football standpoint. Now, the business have to make sense for Saquon. He can go to the Philadelphia Eagles and be dynamic. He can go to the Dallas Cowboys and be dynamic. Uh, The New York Giants, that's where he wants to be. It's a big market. So from a business standpoint, it works. In football, it works because those guys know him. Um, I think he has a better opportunity to win in Philly or Dallas opposed to the Giants because the the Giants, they're losing coaches. They lost players, right? There's a... Some un, not uncertainty. Yeah. It's like some changes. It's like a little a little toxicity yeah. last year, right? Yeah. A little toxicity there. They got to build it back up, and you know I, maybe Dayball can get that done this off season. Maybe, but there's a lot of uh, ifs around the New York football. I would like Giants. to see the O line get uh, beefed up a little bit, and then see what we could do with Saquon and Danny Dimes. Man, Dude, I just uh, I really hope he stays. I really hope he stays. Um, I mean, why would they let him go? Because he seems to appreciate the city. But B, I do have one question, one final question on it. Do you think if he leaves, do you think he's the highest paid running back? Yes. Or really? if he, he, or if he stay, well, no, 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 because you have Christian McCaffrey. Uh, you know, these are some of the deals that were done a couple of years ago before mm-hmm. there was a mm-hmm. drastic shift in the market. Remember last year, the running back market drastically tanked right Tank, big time i it was con, it was collusion collusion what is collusion all 32 owners general <laughs> managers got together and said we're not paying this group nobody go out there and pay anybody more than this right that's what happened and mm-hmm. the market was what 11 12 million dollars yeah. from 18 i think the year before yeah and so you you yeah you had derrick henry was on like a uh a, a, a better deal uh Alvin Kamara on a better deal. Christian McCaffrey on a better deal. So when you talk about this new market, yes, he'll get, he should get the best deal. Um, but it won't surpass Christian McCaffrey's average per year. It won't. Or I, Alvin I agree Kamara. with you there. So I, now they certainly can be less because it could be front loaded, et cetera, et cetera. But their average per year, mm-hmm. APY, is not going to be higher than theirs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that I think I think the market the for him positions. is probably going to be twelve million dollars a year. Isn't that what they gave him last year? In yeah, New York? and that yes, and they didn't have to do that. So where is he going if he can get that right there at home? Where are you going? Listen, well, that's the thing. It almost comes across as if they don't want him now. You don't think the Dallas Cowboys is enticing? You don't think the Philadelphia Eagles is enticing from a just from a from football, football stand? From yeah, that's foo- what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah about from that. football, but that market that that yeah, you're not but getting legacy, that type of bro, attention like anywhere. I hear you, BC, but legacy. Think about that. With a shitty old line, with a uh, with a shitty old line, like this man never really been in a great situation for his skill set. 
He's never been in a great situation. No. And you talk about the Philadelphia Eagles potentially getting back to having one of the most dominant offensive line. They got to replace Kelsey, obviously. But that's attractive. Like, damn, I don't got to exert all my energy to pick up 100 yards Every play, yeah. Yeah, Swift. Swift, I don't know what happened there, but Swift started off the year where he was the number one back in football. 200 yards here, 150 yards there. Like, Saquon in that situation, which I like Swift. I like him. Come on now. Yeah, that's I get what another thing. Because we gotta I feel replace. Like, go, ahead. go ahead, BC. No, no, I was uh, saying that now we got to – these situations are situations that have running backs. So yeah. that creates another dilemma for the other, the opposite team. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I, who, who, and who would the Giants replace them with? It don't matter. <laughs> it's like it, – I mean, I, you know what I'm saying? It's just Saquon Barkley is the story. It's not y'all team, unfortunately, and I and I, and I, y'all want me to no tell y'all no, what y'all need to no. do. <laughs> no, what we need to do. What y'all need to do? Yeah, it ain't even about what y'all need to do. It's really about um, being realistic. I just don't see you guys competing at a high level this year. And even the first year, Brian Dayball's first year was really magical. Mm-hmm. Nobody thought that the Giants would come in and do what they did that first year. All right. Right, like there's just too many question marks. Like your quarterback, your offensive line, you need a playmaker, you know. And then on the defensive side, you got a new defensive coordinator. Like there's a lot of questions there. So you didn't see any good signs, no positivity in the second half of the season. How we ended the season, you know, playing, playing hard. You didn't see anything <laughs> positive, any encouraging signs of the you know New York positive. Giants. Nah. If we nah, get to nothing. the next segment, nada, <laughs> nada. Like what right, do you okay. mean? they didn't give up. You want y'all want brownie points for your team not giving up? Like that's what we do. Hey, yeah, I don't even know what BC talking about. <laughs> right before our last game, we had three L's in a row, um, and then we won the last one. Yeah, this isn't good. This isn't good. Let's move forward, <laughs> Let's move guys. <laughs> so we're gonna switch over to Chicago. We got another big storyline coming out of there um, in this off season. So a lot of people are asking this question, guys. Justin Fields, where is he going to play in 2024? Um, sports Center, uh, sorry, not Sports Center. Sports Illustrator is actually reporting that the Bears were asked about Fields quite a bit during the Senior Bowl, and however, Chicago was not shopping Fields. They did not want to shop him out, but they reportedly will have a QB plan in place by next week. And let's go ahead and listen to this though, uh, because Fields may know what the Bears are thinking because Fields has unfollowed the Bears on IG. And in addition to that, he has started to follow Bijan Robinson, Drake London, and Kyle Pitts, who all coincidentally play for the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Why do you think the Bears don't think Phils is a franchise guy for their team? Listen, uh, NFL, what have you done for me lately? And, you know, when you draft a guy, you're definitely looking at the body of work. You know, you can go back as far as high school, but you're certainly looking at the three to four years in college. When you look at his three to four years in college, he was one of the best quarterbacks, okay? And so they were right in drafting him where they drafted him. Now you got to look at what have you done in the NFL. So I can sit here all day and talk about the terrible job that ownership and management did before Ryan came in, the president, um, and giving this guy what he needs. You talk about that all day. But the only thing that they're looking at 
is, you know, his completion percentage. It wasn't great. His sack percentage, how, how often he gets sacked, some mm-hmm. of those you can look at them and be like, well, was this on the offensive line or was this on the quarterback, right? So you can certainly look at that. Um, one of these things that, you know, we, 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 we noticed was he has one of probably the worst statistical fourth quarters um, in the league last year, right? Like, so you're talking about closeout quarterback. You're talking about clutch. Um, and then obviously you look at, like, how do they work with all of their guys? And it was like DJ Moore or nothing else, right? DJ Moore had a, a really good year, and they found some chemistry, which I liked, which is a highlight for this team, right? That's something that they can actually build on if they decide to keep Justin Fields. You know, the thing that really separates Justin Fields from everyone else is like what he does on the ground, right? We go back to two years ago, not last season, but two years ago, he was unbelievable. And even last year, super dynamic, right? But you got to do more. So that's their argument and what they can go off of. It's like, no, we need it now. How do we look at all these numbers and say, yes, we're going to move forward when we could potentially bring in a Caleb Williams or whoever we want, right? Picking at the top of the draft, like it will be hard to justify that. Do you want to be the organization? Do you want to be the team, right, that looks up and is like, damn, we passed on them and we could have had them. You know how many teams is – how many people got fired because they passed up on Patrick Mahomes? Mm. You know how many teams – That's a good point. You know how many people have been fired or not given another opportunity because they passed up on Lamar Jackson? That's a great so point. I didn't say, think about it like that. How do you justify that if you're the Chicago Bears two years from now, three years from now? Caleb Williams leads a team to a Super Bowl – like Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, and some of these young quarterbacks been able to do in the first couple of years. Patrick Mahomes. How do you like uh yeah, his numbers, statistics, right? Like I know his completion percentage was low. I know his QBR rating was low. I know he gave up a bunch of sacks. I know he wasn't the best in fourth quarter, but he ran the ball like a running back. And that's not going to be on paperwork. That's just No, you effort. get fired. Owners ain't going to fire himself, but Ryan, the president, this is this is what makes his career. This decision right here. Yeah. It's gonna make or break his career. Damn, B, I never thought about it that way. You're right. You're right. Because So so ownership, ownership, ownership is, I mean, ownership put the people in place. So now when you're the general manager or president and you're a part of, you know, you're in charge of personnel, mm-hmm. your if the team is losing, mm-hmm. but your picks are winning, meaning like your quarterback is perf- that you you chose in the no, first what round is performing yeah. at a high level. That receiver is productive that you brought in. That free agent came in and mm-hmm. produced. If they're doing, if you hit on those, you keep your job. Yeah. But the head coach loses if they don't win. They don't bring together. Damn, I just never thought about it from the GM perspective because if Phil stays and wins, he looks like a genius. Okay. But if Phil's leaves and wins somewhere else. And let's say Caleb comes in and is just a complete loser. You look like an idiot. Like an idiot. Damn. You lose your, you're not, not, no, you don't like a complete idiot. You lose your job. You, well, yeah, you lose your you're job. Done. You know, because the you, thing is, we always see general managers just watching the game up in the in the suite like this. We never think about how hard. Like you're putting my mindset in the idea of the GM making this decision right now, and I never realized just how hard that would right. be. 
you know, because he literally is controlling the destiny of an entire organization. That's right. And that that this decision is like a decision that can set this franchise back 10 years or get them where they need to be tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right. Look what yeah. CJ Stroud's been able to do. Take his team from worst to first. Yeah. Imagine what that GM looked like right now. Look what Patrick <laughs> Mahomes been able to do. Look what yeah. Joe Burrow's been able to do. So now that I have you in that mindset, what decision do you make, Mr. Ryan? I'm asking you. You're 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 the president of the Chicago Poles? Bears. Damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pressure cooker. Pressure uh, cooker. Cause I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want to hear stuff. all of that. I don't want to hear all that. You we just talked about right that. Now? And I know I love Justin Fields. Out of all that, sound, I'm just highlighting some of the 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 stats here. But bro, I'm I'm looking at it as from a player's perspective. Like y'all didn't put this man in position. Y'all just bringing a receiver. Offensively, I don't even know this. First time hearing this off this head coach. Where the like, who is this guy? Tell me T- if you disagree me with me. Only because I, I don't want to disagree with you. I just want to answer. What do you do? You just said B Marsh. Damn, you put me in that mindset of a general yeah. manager. So make the decision. You are the you're on the clock. I'm making it right now. All right, go. Caleb Williams. Why? I've seen enough from you. Scared. He, he's scared. No, he lose his no. Job. I said. I said. I said, I said, I said. Go ahead. I go don't. Ahead. I don't trust Justin anymore, and I'd rather see something new. And I'm looking at the numbers. It just hasn't been proven. I've had three years with him. And I think if I had to make a tough decision, but you, but you I'm going with Caleb. This has been your first year as in this Oh, this position. is my first you didn't year? Draft, you didn't draft Justin Fields. Oh, that changes things. I might be even more disconnected, to be honest with you. That's what most are. Yeah. Really? I might like, be even more disconnected. Like, I didn't there. draft him. That's not my personal choice. So I might go with Caleb. Another- so I have a personal choice in there. And if he wins, now I look like... Two years after my, I got this job, I'm a genius. That's right. And then also, here's part of the game, too. It buys you more time when, you, when you're like, I ain't, I, this ain't my head coach. This ain't my quarterback. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, what happens yeah, yeah. is if you decide to keep them and they implode next year or they don't get it done next year, everybody goes. Yeah, because I didn't make these choices. Let me but make no, you decided choices. to keep them. You said, oh, mm-hmm. I can make, the work, make it work with them. But if so you fire the coach, if you trade – or you get rid of this quarterback, it gives you two, maybe three more years. Because, like, oh, I need more time. We got to put our system oh, in okay. place. I see, I see, I see. So yeah, that's part yeah, of the yeah. play, too, as a general a manager. Right. But what if Yo, you what's got, the longest? What about, say, BC? I'm, yeah, I, I said you were right. But what if he goes somewhere else and he excels and he becomes, like, the superstar quarterback? Now you forget that. You can lose your job, too, because now you well, just got rid of this guy. And look, at, look what he's doing over there in, in Atlanta. He's killing it. That's right. Well, it's... If he if he goes to Atlanta and do what he's going to do, because I'm speaking and I'm putting it in the air, Justin Fields going to go to Atlanta if that's where he wants to go. I don't know why he followed all these cats and unfollowed <laughs> the Bears. But if that's what happens, he's going to ball out. I'm telling you, I love this kid. So then what do you do with your GM? Hold on. Now, the guy that you bring in, let's say it's Caleb Williams, who don't want to be in Chicago, by the way. On top of that, right. And he goes in there. And gets over his feelings, and he balls out. Doesn't nothing happens. You're good. But if he doesn't, does Caleb Williams hey, like uh, say, "Hey, uh, hey, Brenda, can you? Uh, I want the <laughs> general manager. I want the head coach. 
I, 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 I want the strength and conditioning coach. Tell everybody come in my office in 10 minutes. Oof. And bring your playbooks. <laughs> bring your playbooks. <laughs> bring your keys. Bring your fobs. Bring your fobs. <laughs> hey, guys, I just want to let you guys know you're fucked up. You, you, you no longer have access to the building. I need you to turn in your fobs right now. Your parking space. It's already been painted. And this guy in the corner, the security, he's going to walk you out. He's going to walk you out. <laughs> no, they ain't going to go do this. So, so the coaches, the players get garbage bags, black garbage bags when you get cut. Yeah. Head coaches and general managers, and I've seen this before, they have just brown boxes. It's like the shit oh, that you see on TV. TV. Yeah, with oh, the They oh, really oh, have brown oh, boxes. Oh, oh. Everything. With the, yeah, with the, so with the, with crazy, the top bro. On it, like with it's the like, top on it. You just be sitting there. You might be in a locker room. And you see a coach passing by with the brown box. Like, oh, damn, man. they got his ass. <laughs> That's crazy. But you feel bad. Not the banker's box. Right. <laughs> oh man, just walking out with the brown box. The brown box. Brown box's ass. Damn. Brown box. Well, let me ass. ask you guys this: Should we feel bad for Justin Fields going through this? No, it's nope. part of the business. Like when I ran into. Um, Coach Sean Payton mm -hmm. in Vegas, and we were talking about like his situation and where they're at. And he's like, "This is what we signed up for. This is the business. This is what comes with it. This is when you become great, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is what greatness is. It's not about what you do when things are sweet, and you know everything is just uh, aligned for you. Mm -hmm. Like when, when the the great players are the ones that's able to deal with these distractions and and they can deal with and work through." you know, all of the tough parts of the business or the game. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, like, yeah. if you can't do that, then you, you you shouldn't be in the league. This is what the big leagues is about. Yeah, You got to deal with the paperwork. That's why I like what Justin Fields did. It's like, all right, cool. I gave y'all a year, all year. Mm -hmm. Y'all ain't standing up saying, no, this is our guy. We keeping him. Yeah. No, nah, unfollow. Do we see him? Follow. Insert. Uh, B. John Robinson, insert uh, London Drake, Drake London. What's his name? Drake London. Drake London. Mm -hmm. Insert, insert, insert. <laughs> Let Tyson Bajant take that team, man. Who? <laughs> the backup for Bears. Oh, my goodness. You, you don't remember him? Stuff. I don't know. But I told you yesterday, I, I ain't even know half my teammates' names. Yeah, that's Everybody crazy. was Buddy. Oh, yeah. I was going to say. Youngin. <laughs> hey, Bud. Buddy. Buddy. <laughs> Call him by the number. <laughs> they go that boy. We're sitting here in the studio right now, uh, watching some uh, oh, yeah. some highlights and CJ Stroud's on the board. Hey, how do y'all feel about CJ Stroud and Amber Rose, uh, BC? What you think about that? Oh, that's what I want. I to mean, I think it's cool. Shit, you being Mister Nice Guy, I'm gonna give you a ride home. I don't know if it had an happy ending or not, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the situation is um, this past weekend. There was a uh, celebrity softball, Travis Scott. It was Travis Scott's uh, annual celebrity, um, celebrity softball all, tournament yeah. in Houston, I believe. Mm -hmm. Right? And um, there was a lot of cool people there in the building. C.J. Stroud was one, and Amber Rose was one. Now, Amber Rose knows uh, is known um, because she's a human being. Mm -hmm. But she also, I think she used to be a stripper in Houston and also dated legendary Kanye West and also Wiz Khalifa. And She um, has a child by Wiz. Has a child by Wiz. You know, they're doing a great job co-parenting, you know, like that story and all that stuff there. 
But it's um, she's older as well. Mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud just finished up his rookie year, rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. So that's the situation. And so, B.C., you're saying that you, you, you are buying the story that the bus left and she, she just needed a ride and C.J. Stroud was just being kind and nice and said, oh, I'll take you home. Yeah. So you're yeah. buying it. I'm. I'm. I'll, I'll buy. I'll buy that ticket for a dollar. I'll buy it for a dollar. It's. It's completely possible. I think that. Um. You know, C.J. Stroud was just. He might have seen an opportunity, and may just landed in his lap. No pun intended. What was landing in his lap? Just what opportunity? The opportunity of being able to take this beautiful woman <laughs> home. Like he's like, mm. oh, okay. Oh, I'm- like the opportunity to be a gentleman. Yes, exactly. The opportunity mm. to be a gentleman. And yeah, I'll, I'll buy that story. I she missed her it. ride. You know, he was I, there. I'll say this. I'll I believe it. CJ could have possibly been caught between two things. Being a gentleman, let's say he was raised by good people, but also being young and being impressionable by someone like an Amber Rose who's been in this industry for a long time, very beautiful woman. My worry is that Amber Rose is hunting. No. <laughs> That's my See, worry, is that she sees this young QB who just killed it last year and could be another ticket. I don't want to put that on Amber Rose. I don't think Amber... I don't want to accuse her of that. Yeah, I don't... But it just could... I'm saying it could go down that lane because it's like, how does a celebrity not have a ride? Yeah. I can see any of if they were like, "Hey, we met at the game. We just clicked in the in the benches, and we was just talking, and it was a lot of fun, and we just decided to go out for drinks." At maybe you ain't got no ride. It happens. She might have missed her bus, missed the van, something. The ride left. She don't have it. These type of things happen at the events sometimes, even to the celebrities. You know what I mean? They no, they, I get they, you. they take Ubers and shuttles and all that stuff too. So that's why I just give her the benefit of the doubt. Plus, just from things that I've heard Amber say recently, I don't think she's on it like that as far as like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I don't want to put it. You know what I mean? And she's been on, you know. And she really hasn't been like crazy. Like she's she was with Kanye. I don't care about the stripper stuff. But if she was she was with Kanye and she went and had a family with Wiz, it didn't work out. um, And that's just like how life goes. She was with. But I haven't um, seen her with anyone since. Well, she was with A1, I believe his name is. the guy who's dating Cher now, that was Amber Rose's man previously to this, uh, before this, most recently, that's what I meant. Most recently, that was her man. This, Machine uh, Gun Kelly in 2015 and 2016. I mean, that was- Levin Chuck dated- Way back. But the guy that she most recently was connected to is now dating Cher. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, the young, the young bull. Well, it, it, so, it doesn't you know, hurt or help I'm, that they were both single. But I mean, shoot, they're adults. If if that's what happened. Yeah, if, if they're if, adults if and they're single. Yeah, if they it's going down, Kanye it's going West, down. Machine Gun Kelly, 21 Savage, you know Odell I mean? Beckham okay. Jr., Wiz Let me Khalifa. ask you guys this. If the, if the age card was flip, would it feel weird? He's 22, she's 40. It happens all if the he time. was 40 and she was 22, would it feel weird? That's a big gap, but it, it, that's more common. I know it is. Then the other way around. You see Drea too. Drea's dating the the young boy uh for the Houston Rocks Rockets. Oh yeah. And that's Supposedly a big age she done got pregnant and all that. I mean, listen. 
guys do it all the time because I see there's just this narrative and the story going around lately. And, you know, guys date younger women all the time. Nothing wrong with an older woman dating a younger guy. Um, it's not always predatory. Consenting adults is consenting adults. You know what I mean? If you... Yes, when they're younger, they're more impressionable. What would make it predatory then? But be, but but um, hold on. But I don't even think that's it. I think like the reality is this is one. Isn't this one of our biggest fantasies as men? Like what, like Rose? older women. Yeah. Go the, back to go back to high school. We that bad yeah. high school teacher. Yeah, exactly. You want it? None of my high exactly. school teachers was bad, but I feel there you. was always one or two that was like, damn. Especially at that young age, you like ah, that's right. Puberty Ooh. hitting, you like oh, my teacher. She smiled at you, said happy <laughs> happy day. You were like oh my god, she's on. You know what I mean? So, right. Yeah, we had that that time too. It, it, you're right, B. It has been one of those like fantasies. You ever go back and if look at keep pictures? It real, if we keeping it real, that's what it is. It's like what you know, the, whether it's the dude to play for the Rockets or yeah. CJ Stroud, and if that's the reality, it's like. You know, I, yeah. you, you like older women. Yeah, and especially you used to seeing them on TV, and now you're like, damn, she's right in front of me. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, ah. It's like you got to be careful, though. You got to be discreet. Right. You got to know how to move. You can't walk out and jump into yeah. the Lambo. When hey, you this was TMZ a rookie season there. mistake, right? That can't happen. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? I mean, you know, I think because it's nothing. When it's nothing, you're a little bit more like whatever, even though mm -hmm. people are going to take it and turn it into something. Because if it's actually something, then that's when you're actually going to be like, oh, a little bit more discreet. Oh, we can't be doing this. I don't see anything wrong with it. Amber's grown. He's grown. He got some new money. Just don't be stupid. Don't be that guy that gets wrapped up, caught up, trapped up. You know what I mean? In, in, yeah. the, in the situation. Um, but I don't, I don't see anything wrong with it. Nah. Well, talking about wrapped up and caught up in situations, let's talk about Chris Sims, fellas. Before we do that, can we stay here for a little bit more culture yeah. talk? I just saw, like, y'all see that brawl last night in college basketball? No, I just I saw didn't that. See. I like, just saw just a little came. bit of it. Yo, that was wild. So, oh. It, oh, my goodness. College basketball last night was wild. Like, there was a bunch of brawls last night. Texas defeating Kansas State 62-56. to 56. Um, You know, some hard. Oh, my goodness. People jumped. Coaches getting after it. And then it was the fight before. I don't know what team that was, but it was like a – Felt like a five-minute brawl. But anyways, um, we can move on to Chris Sims now. More beef, but that was some beef. That, that was some beef. That was some beef. That was some beef. But, uh, yeah, so Chris Sims had a hot take. Hold on. More beef. Oh, LSU more and, and the women's. Angel the, Reese. Angel Reese Angel getting Reese. into it. Tempers flare between Angel Reese and Malaya Johnson. Oh, Okay. Like what's going on in basketball? Yeah, hold on. Right what's now? going on in the water in the temper. NCAA right now? <laughs> like a lot of hot tempers going on. I think that's it. I think that's all the beef. <laughs> this is why you can't. I know do BC a show. can't see. Yeah, BC can't see. We're in show. We're watching all. We got all the stuff up. We're watching everything in sports. Bro, right we're now. watching college combat sports right now. <laughs> yeah. bro. It's crazy. Like three fights just flashed across the God, screen. I'm looking Lee, it up. I'm trying happening? to catch the fights. But let's get into it because Chris Sims might be in a fight soon. Uh, apparently he has some harsh words for Jalen Hurts. Let's take a listen. You know, Jalen Hurts is – I respect a lot about Jalen Hurts, but I, I think Jalen Hurts is also, like, the most overrated player in football. All right? I just that's, – that's me. I know I'm wrong. I take a lot of crap about that comment. But, you know, it's a – it's a – he plays quarterback for a team that's an all-star team. Yeah. They have the best O-line in football. It's not even close, right? They got maybe the best duos at receiver in all of football, 
right? I just think if you put some quarterback, other quarterbacks in Philly, you put Kyler Murray there, you'd go, damn, Kyler's amazing. <laughs> Is he the MVP of football? And I think we lose sight of all of that a little yeah. bit. Again, it yeah. gets into the quarterback team thing where right now we're all about the quarterback. So I, I really don't have much of an issue with Chris, um, but I do want to bring this up. He doesn't have the most experience in the NFL, but he was a former QB. Like, what's your take on this, him being so harsh on Jalen Hurts um, as a current-day QB? And, again, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but he's only played in 23 games, Chris Sims. Yeah, well, first, the first thing I would say is I don't, I don't think you need to be a superstar to talk ball. Like, Chris Sims knows ball, and I respect uh, his opinion – Mm -hmm. I respect his commentary, right? Because this is a dude that watches the game. He's one of the guys in uh, media that's mm -hmm. not just out there talking, but he's every day, you know, he's watching all the games. He's you know, he's there. asking questions, and he's also been in those rooms as well. So I, I, we, we did that to Cam Newton, too. Like, Cam Newton gave his take on game managers and game changers, and people were like, well, you weren't good. Like, what does that matter? So uh, – Stephen A. Smith never played, but he can give his take and it can be respected. And so I I, I, I just wanted to address that first. Mm -hmm. um, we we tend to do this a lot. We do it we do it to Brock Purdy. We're doing it to Jalen Hurts now. Right? Like even the quarterbacks in the past, it's like, well, you got all these guys. Well, isn't that the isn't that the general manager's job? Isn't that the organization's job? is to surround their core players with the best coaches, with the best players, with the best support staff. Isn't that their job? Mm -hmm. And then it's what do you do with it? Let's look at quarterbacks. And, and, and maybe, Brian, you can shoot me some names off the top of your head, but let's look at quarterbacks that had everything and didn't do nothing with it. What about Drew Brees? One Super Bowl mm -hmm. with – one of the best – allegedly one of the best coaches in Coach Sean Payton with, with, ta with talent around you on the defensive side and offensive side, winning 10, 11, 12 games a year, but you have one Super Bowl to show for it? How many appearances? But you have all the records? What did Jalen Hurts do in, in, in his young career against one of the best – Defensive coordinators in this era, Coach Spags, oh, he just goes for 304 yards. Oh, he just runs, he rushes for 70 yards. He has one of, this is, this is recorded. This is stats, these are facts. Has one of the best Super Bowls ever at the quarterback position. Ever. So I say that because there's quarterbacks that have everything, but don't go do that. Mm -hmm. So the question is, okay, what is he going to do with all this talent? And what he's done has been phenomenal. Yeah. Even going back to the first seven games uh, of last year, we're talking about 15 touchdowns in seven games. That's 38 total TDs last season in a down year. That's top three in the league. In a down year. And I'm not getting on my buddy Chris Sims. I'm just saying, like, there's another side to this. 
Like, there's so many arguments. And here's another interesting stat around uh, 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 Jalen Hurts. So, Jalen Hurts, I got you. I got you, Jalen Hurts. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. I got you, but I got you. I got you. Ah, sit down, Jalen. You don't got to talk. You don't got to talk. But Brandon, this is what the Brandon. platform is for. This is what the platform is for. <laughs> Hurts is the only quarterback in history to win eight straight games when team is trailing by double digits. No other quarterback has more than four. Hurts against Spags, defense in the Super Bowl. 304 passing yards, 70 rushing yards. Three rushing TDs. PFF ranked Hurts as having the second best Super Bowl performance ever. Ever. So the argument in the conversation shouldn't be around like, oh, he has a superstar team because it's the same argument with Purdy. That's not it. It's what do you do when they do their job? That should be the conversation. Yeah. Brock Purdy, what are you going to do when they surround you with the top talent? You have uh, Brandon Ayuk. You have Debo Samuels. You have Christian McCaffrey. What are you going to do? Oh, I just get my team to the Super Bowl. That's <laughs> all I did. And, and, and look, at, I'm top thing. five in, in, all, in, in almost every single quarterback category. Jalen mm-hmm. Hurts, what are you going to do when you have A.J. Brown and you have uh, Smitty? And you have Swift, Swift, and you have Kelsey. And what are you going to do? You got all those good defensive players. Oh, oh, well. I'm just going to take my team to the Super Bowl and have one of the best performances ever. Oh, well, what about you followed up this year? Well, is it just me or do y'all see there's other things happening <laughs> yeah. around me? What it's happened a team. to our defense? Mm-hmm. Why is our defense? Like you heard the boys out there. Oh, Bosa, what Bosa said after the game? We gave y'all the blueprint. All y'all got to do is follow it. Is that on Justin Herbert? I mean, excuse me, is that on Jalen Hurts? Or is that on the defensive coordinator or defensive guys? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Jalen, I got you. Sit down. Jalen, sit down. (laughs) No, bro, you've been quiet. You, you, You move differently. Very nostalgic. Very stoic. Don't You don't got to say nothing right now. Just, can, just, can I ask a question? Oh, here he go. Here go Uh-oh. this, here go this New York Giant. <laughs> no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> How, what quarterbacks, though, would you say are products of the system and are really like that? So is Jalen Hurts really like that, or is he a product of being on a good team, like you said, that, had, that the GM has filled out? Like, we know you could put Patty Mahomes damn near anywhere. He gonna, he's going to be that guy. You know what I mean? Brock Purdy. Does Brock Purdy get to a Super Bowl if he's not in that San Francisco 49ers system? So I'm going to answer it this way. Jalen, same for Jalen Hurts as well so, and a few others. Like, tell me, who's, tell me who's the guy if you take them away from their team right now and put them, say, in another situation. We're talking about the, the best of the best, the elite of the elite. Mm-hmm. And right now you look at the NFL landscape, right? Like that tier of guys that you can put them in multiple systems and they still going to show up. Maybe a Josh Allen. All right. You have a Lamar Jackson. You have a uh, Patrick Mahomes. And then you go to the NFC side. Is that it? Is that it? Is that it? I mean, I'm not even caring. I'm not even counting Aaron Rodgers, right? But Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys. But you got Josh Allen. You got Lamar Jackson. Baker Mayfield? Stop it. 
I mean, you look got what he did on the Rams. <laughs> and y'all know I'm always going to find a way to make an argument for my boy C.J. Stroud. But, you know, that's it. Everybody, so I say all to say that every it's all a system. It's Hell, if I ain't system. have Coach Shanahan to, to 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 walk me into usher me into the NFL and put me in position, like I wouldn't have been a hundred catch receiver year after year after mm-hmm. year after year. Everything's a system. There's a lot of amazing players out there that aren't producing at a high level because their coaches suck. Yeah. So I, to me. It's all about the environment. It's all about the system. There's only a few guys that transcend their system. And those are a few guys that I, I can see Lamar Jackson just going out there and just making plays. Like, he does it. Patrick Mahomes, he makes plays. Josh Allen makes plays. Everybody else, they need the players around him. They need to have a, 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 mm-hmm. a, a the right coach, right? So, yeah. so I think that's a little bit of what Sims was saying was that maybe – you take him out of there and put him somewhere else. Maybe that's where he was coming from with the overrated. You take Jalen Hurts and you put him on another squad. Is he really? Is he still going to be that guy? Does he get to the Super Bowl? Does he have these type of things going on? Like, maybe that's where he was coming from. Okay. His angle on that. On, on that. I'll say this. I put Jalen Hurts in Miami. Miami may be better. Mm. So- but that, hope, that that brings okay, go ahead. Okay, so I put him there. I put Jalen Hurts. Um and I'm looking at like dynamic. I put and him Cincy? I put him I put him with Andy Reid. He's successful. Now they ain't winning no three Super Bowls in mm. six years. Three they ain't doing that, but he's successful. Cincinnati? No, nah, that's different. Right. Joe Burrow is one of those guys. Oh, that's the guy I missed. Joe Burrow. That was the guy I missed. Okay. What about Joe Burrow others? is one of those guys. But I put him in Cincinnati. They're successful. But Joe Burrow, it's like Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes up here. Like we're talking about game changers. Mm-hmm. And then you got another tier of guys. Josh right? Those Allen, other guys that I Lamar. talked about. Yeah. What about Hurts in Dallas? I put I put I put Jalen Hurts in uh San Francisco. He's successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. I put him in Detroit. He's successful. I put him in Green Bay. He's successful with that coach. What about Dallas? Hurts in Dallas. He's successful. And they're going to ask me, is he better than Dak Prescott? Yeah. Why y'all trying to stir up some stuff? <laughs> Why y'all trying well, to stir up some stuff? Answer the question. Answer the question. Is he better than Dak Prescott or not? Hurts in Sanford. They better? Do you mind if I flip the script on you, though? Flip it. All right. Take a page out. Yeah, let's flip it. Take a page out of Chris Sims' book. Who do you think is the most overrated QB? Is it Herbert? Is it Tua? Is it someone else? Overrated. By the way, guys, he just cleaned his glasses <laughs> to answer his questions. I know y'all can't see him. Most overrated quarterback. Mm-hmm. What we got out here? Josh Dak. Allen, Tua Tonga Valoa. Daniel Dimes, I'll tell you that. Dak is definitely on my list. Over, over, overpaid. Dak is on my list. Let's see. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Yes. Um, I think Yeah. 
Yeah, tough one. I would say Kyler Murray if he don't show up next year. No, I like Kyler Murray. Or the next two years. Because he, he, he was injured this but, last but year. But the commentary around him is not like, oh, my goodness, he's supposed to deliver a Super Bowl, supposed to be that. That's not that. So I don't think mm. we do expect more and a lot out of him. But I think we I, – I, for the most part, I think that uh, – we our commentary around all these guys <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> is right. Garoppolo. I gotta throw this in. Our Garop- text troll is getting upset that we're not mentioning Herbert. I know. They, I seen it. He want to say Herbert. A top five QB, and he hasn't done shit. End quote of the text troll. <laughs> text troll. We gonna, give him, we gonna give him a chance. He has a good arm. Let's see. Let's see what he does this year with Harbaugh. <laughs> Then, then we'll circle back to that. Yeah, then, with yeah. Harbaugh, with those weapons. Let's see what what he does this year. Then we can start calling him overrated. Though. I'm telling you, a lot yeah. of these QBs yeah. remind me of Dan Marino, bro. Big talk, no rings, no wins. AKA why my fellowship it's had hard to, to win drop the Super Bowl. out. You can't say it, it is not good because no, I'm not saying they're not good. I'm just saying that like it's a lot of talk, but it's just not your destiny, Marino bro. Marino should have one at least one. Marino bro. should at so least have one, bro. Half a ring at least. So geez. that's <laughs> how you get half a ring. <laughs> <laughs> you trade him in season. Overrated quarterback. I don't know. I, I, it's tough that for me tough to talk question, about. Right? It is very tough for me because I had 17 of them, right? So, you know, I'm the type of guy's like, man, get, uh, Dak Prescott. Give him. G- give me Dak Prescott. Jalen Hurts, give me Jalen Hurts. You know the 17 quarterbacks I had? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You know, even Fitzy, everybody know I love Fitzy, and that's my favorite quarterback. But, you know, there was no time where Ryan Fitzpatrick was, you know, considered top five, top ten quarterback in the league. We made it work, though. We made it work. But you t- so it's hard for me to have this type of conversation because of my experience in the NFL. So all these quarterbacks, Justin Herbert, I might have had 2,000 yards with Justin Herbert. But yeah. I can understand why our text troll, we got to come up with a different name. He ain't no troll. We gotta, it's I think he gave himself that stealth. name. Yeah, he did give himself that name. But he like his name has to be something where it's like where people want, like, I want to meet this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, who is this <laughs> like guy? Like, be Wizzy. He comes in, it's like a sniper. We call him Sniper. Ooh. The Maybe ghost? that's it. The Sniper. Paper the route sniper. sniper. Yeah, because he just hit with the cold, hard facts. He comes in, bomb, he puts he comes in like assassin. that. It's like that's a snipe move. Like <laughs> Justin Herbert. So Justin Herbert is the most uh, overrated quarterback. How? 4,500 yards. Five, I think he had a 5,000-yard season. Tua. So, but Tua he, might be mine. Tua? Yeah. Tua might be I'm mine. I'm starting to feel like Kyler Murray. That's why I threw him out there. But I, I don't want to throw that on him. I just feel like there's a lot that's of talk a good around one. him. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet.
Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Let's actually take it to the defensive side, guys. So Micah Parsons has been vocal about the Cowboys since the season has ended. He's talked about who to blame for the playoff loss. He's been offering advice to Jerry about offseason spending and more. So... Bart Scott has had enough of the talking from Parsons. Take a listen to this. This league is all about. Is he a great player? Yes. But just because you're a great player don't mean you're a great leader. He needs to go to a leadership school and learn how to lead by example and quit talking so much and being so damn sensitive. You're a linebacker. That's supposed to be a tough guy spot. He's the most sensitive guy I've ever seen. He responds to everything. Get off of social media, quit tweeting, quit talking about responding, and go about your business, man. That's how you change the culture. That's why Emmett Smith came out and had something to say. That was directly to you, bro. So instead of responding to what uh, Lauren said, respond to what Emmett Smith said and maybe sit down with guys that know what winning is about in this league. That part. Bro, that was the hardest I ever heard of Bart go. That part. Running back again? <laughs> Running back one more time? I want to hear this. I got to be very careful what. I gotta be careful. This league is all about. Is he a great player? Yes. But just because you're a great player don't mean you're a great leader. He needs to go to a leadership school and learn how to lead by example and quit talking so much and being so damn sensitive. You're a linebacker. That's supposed to be a tough guy spot. He's the most sensitive guy I've ever seen. He responds to everything. Get off of social media, quit tweeting, quit talking about responding, and go about your business, man. That's how you change the culture. That's why Emmett Smith came out and had something to say. That was directly to you, bro. So instead of responding to what uh, Lauren said, respond to what Emmett Smith said and maybe sit down with guys that know what winning is about in this league. Mm, bro, yeah. I wish he just had a better like school name than leadership school. That would have really set that line off. <laughs> That was a tough take. That was a tough take. That's that was a tough, tough bro. I can't even go to a leadership school. Like listen, out for him. listen. <laughs> I'm always going to try to side with the athlete or tell the athlete's perspective, because I was an athlete, I'm a retired athlete, but I was active. I sat in those seats, and I know how it feels. I'm always going to try to hold my fellow athletes accountable on these major networks because those type of uh, takes is what it takes to actually break through in the media business. The, one of the first questions that they ask you when you sit down with a major network, whether it's FS1, whether it's ESPN, now the Paramounts of the world, the Amazons of the world, they ask, what would you say in this situation around a fellow teammate or other players? They want to see if you can do there and you can you can do it and you can go there. It's one of the first things executives ask you when you sit down and you have these meetings because it's hard to do. 
but they know this is what works. And so for me, I, I find there's a lot of athletes on these major networks that sell out. Okay? So I'm always finding, I, I always want to find opportunities where we can hold the Bart Scotts of the world accountable, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But guys, on this one, I want to sit on the sidelines. <laughs> I want to sit on the sideline and I want to reserve my hot take because I want to until Michael Parsons responds. Okay. And I want to do a little bit okay. more research on Bart Scott before, you know, I give my take. Because, look, I, ain't, I didn't hear what Emmett Smith said. I don't know what Emmett said. What did he say? Bart Scott played, didn't he? Bart, he did play, but he's on a major network. I'm fighting against the major network. Gotcha. I'm fighting against the active athletes, the uh, former athletes that sell out. Bruh, we know what it's like to sit in those seats. Now, we got to hold each other accountable. I hold people accountable. I say what I say all the time, but it's how you do it. It's how you do it. Right now, Bar Scott, you're saying that Michael Parson, like, sensitive, this and that. Well, let me do a little research. Have you ever been sensitive? Has Bart Scott ever been sensitive? If he has, then he needs to shut his mouth. But I don't know. That's why I want to sit on the sideline. Maybe I want to do not, a little bit more research. Uh, maybe not during, during. I think he's talking about, like, during the games, during the season. You know, Mike has got his podcast, or, and mm -hmm. he'll come out and give his commentary or complain about something or this and that. I kind of see where he's coming from. It's like, bro, you got all that to say and you need to be worried about just being the leader of your squad like be a leader of men you know what i mean you coming outside and doing all the tweeting stuff not to say that micah doesn't have a point when he when he does these things but maybe that's what he's mm -hmm. referring to there as far as like and we don't know what micah's doing in the locker room we don't know that he's not the leader of men in the locker room we don't know that i don't you know i don't know that so he could be wrong on that, but I think that's where his point is, where he's coming from is like, don't be online talking so much and telling and, and doing all of that, getting involved in that. Worry about your crew in the locker room. Worry about your play on the field. Lead those guys because that's what really matters. Like the the, the podcast stuff and the, all that, the commentary is secondary. You know what I mean? So you do that after you finish playing. We're listening to you because of what you do on the field. That's but that's but that's not true. That's what they told me in 2014. That's why I got traded from the Chicago Bears to the New York Giants because they told me to shut up. Nah. That Ryan Pace and that new and ownership said we don't want you to do inside the NFL Showtime. We don't want you to speak out. And I was one of the first. And I always catch a lot of bullshit and a lot of flack because and people say he's a loud mouth. He's this. He's that. And it's like no, I'm the fucking first. I was the first, you know what I'm saying? I was the first to go out there and, and start talking like this. While and, you were and, playing? While, while I was playing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now what you're seeing is the Michael Parsons, the Vaughn Millers. Uh, you know, you have dudes on the NBA side, Pat Bev, Draymond Green. Uh, you have so, uh, so many others that are active athlete, athletes showing up as broadcasters or even full-time broadcasters. I was a, the first active athlete to be a full-time broadcaster, right? And so this is the new way is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. It's like, yes, you're right when it comes to, look, you got to keep the main thing the main thing. And if you're not a baller, then it's going to be hard for you to do some broadcasting and kind of give your opinion on anything sports because you really get paid to play, right? 
But with that being said, there's uh, things have changed. It's a watershedding moment in media where guys can go on Instagram Live. They can have, go on YouTube. They can go on their Twitches, et cetera, et cetera, and talk. There's big money in there. There's big opportunity. But isn't that what we want in a media space? Is why would we – I hate when media does this. And this is why there's a huge opportunity and it's like uh, – it's so dumb when you think about it, right? Like the media comes out there and they put a microphone in your face and they're like, hey, what's your thoughts on this and what's your thoughts on that? You want the player to give you his honest answer, his real opinion. Correct. But when he does or when she does, you burn him. Yeah. You're you're creating a distraction. Yeah. Is that what you're supposed to do? So what happens with the player? The player shuts down, they give you some bogus ass answer. So y'all just lost what you think. Well, it's just you know, it's on us leaders. We um you know, we didn't show up mm -hmm. all week. You know, it starts with me. I got to be better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm one of the leaders on the team. Da, 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 the same da. story we've heard a hundred times. It's the same thing. Yeah. Right? Don't we want our players to go out there and be themselves and give their thoughts and their opinions? Bart Scott, like Bart Scott is on this, on this side of media because he was one of those guys. Now, I don't know. He mm -hmm. didn't have the opportunity, right, because we were still institutionalized as, as players. Yeah. You know, where we weren't doing our own podcast. We weren't going on ESPN and doing real broadcast, we might do a hit here or there, mm -hmm. right? But Bart Scott was one of those guys that was real and a, a bit of a loud mouth, which bodes well for this type of stuff. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I get it. Though I, 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 you don't want to. I, I hear, I hear, I hear it. But I, I really want to continue to follow this story because it is juicy. I want to see Michael Parsons. And we've been fans Hopefully. of Michael Parsons all year on this platform. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And his we podcast. Fuck with, we fuck with Michael. Yes. You see, <laughs> hey, do you see Michael won um, MVP of the NBA Celebrity All-Star Game? But hold on. Before before we get there, BC, before we get there, let me ask you this. Do yeah. you think Michael's going to respond to uh Probably, to yeah. I think he will in the most <laughs> respectful way, though. He'll probably come out and say something. I don't think he will say something no. respectful. I think he's going to be cr No. You think so? I don't think he's going to be disrespectful. I think he's going to check him. All right. Let's, let's see. see. Hopefully yeah, we get a response in the next 48. <laughs> yeah, let's see what Mike <laughs> say, man. I, I think he'll definitely respond cuz of the type of guy he is and the you know, his platform and stuff like that. So I think he'll probably he probably will address it, but I don't think he'll be too disrespectful. The guy wasn't disrespectful to him. He was just passionate yeah. in his take. You know what I mean? I I didn't see anything disrespectful. Who wasn't disrespectful? Bart, Bart Scott. Man, I was Bart Scott being disrespectful and checking him. You don't think that was disrespectful? Mm. He's saying you he need to He told him to go to a leadership, a leadership school. leadership school. You need to respond to this <laughs> okay. person and that. Okay. Lord, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, Okay. And, and that's why Emmett said this. <laughs> right. What? <Yeah. laughs> no, I think, I, th I think it's going to be a respectful because of his position. Kind of like how we always say, like, players – while they're actively playing, it's hard to get the real responses from them. I think it's going to be something like that because it's not distance from Micah. But as you mentioned, he was just the MVP of the All-Star game. Let's talk a little bit of hold the on, NBA. Hold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Yo, go ahead. Let's. Let, you want to finish up with yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know that. He won MVP, BC? Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to, you know, let you know because I know you ain't know and I, we be having the basketball, <laughs> the football, you know. The, it ain't March I yet, bro. I you'd be happy a football player won the MVP, basketball MVP. Celebrity basketball game, so you know that was big. That was cool, bro. I can't wait till March when Brandon start watching NBA games and we could talk again, bro. Yeah, 
It's like we can't even communicate to him about the ball, man. But actually, you know what I do want to talk about? Mm. And I think we actually might have mentioned it. Mm-hmm. They have a new basketball oh, that yeah. has like holes in it. You ever seen this, Brandon? It's like I, I've been watching it. It's I like love Alice. Yes. Only unfortunate we'll part see. is we can't get a test version because it costs $2,500. I can get one. But it's like the Ooh. bounce of it is the same. Like, it's insane, it's bro. It's airless. It's an insane like, uh, how the hell did y'all get an airless ball that bounce like that? Hold on. I'm about to call yeah, them right the, now. Sorry, I didn't even mention that. That's the most unique thing about it. It's an airless ball. It'll yeah. never go flat. That's crazy. It's I mean, dope. this could just be an invention of the 3D printer, but... Guys, as we get into hold on, some... hold on, hold on, no, no, oh, okay, no, hold on, what's up? Hold on, he trying Let's to get call the ball. Wilson. He trying to get the ball. Hold on, hold That's on. We Wilson, call, right? We call it, yeah, I be, let me double check, but I right. believe it is Wilson. Let's see if he answers. He you calling answer. the Wilson? I'm so, I'm calling someone who can, who, yeah, yeah, it is Wilson. Yeah, we need that airless Gen One basketball. Come on, call us back. We want a twenty five hundred dollar basketball. <laughs> come on, come on, <laughs> hold Wilson. On. Wilson, Wilson. <laughs> Mr. Wilson. He's in San Francisco, so it's a couple hours back. We'll see if he hits us back. Hopefully right, before the show ends. Now, before the show's in, because like, that'd be dope. That would I've be. seen it, because I want to test it out. Like, I'm seeing it, but I need to Bro, I need to see it. I've seen people bounce, Wilson, like, regular basketballs next to it. It bounces at the same height. I mean, like, yeah, we I, test I, it out. obviously you got to physically touch it to see if it's, like, giving you that feel. And also the little holes. A lot of people are worried that like something might get in there and then you it's harder to get out. Boo. But I mean, you play on a nice clean court. Let's get that, that ball. ball, man. We go take it right here in the HOA in the hoop. You know what I'm saying? I go ball branding up real quick. <laughs> hey, y'all don't that, know, you know but I mean? BC got a mean sky hook, bro. <laughs> yeah, right. Hold on, first though, you talking about a sky hook. <laughs> <laughs> if you got a sky hook, I ain't even entertaining. That BC. boy got a mean sky hook at five eleven, bro. I'm just saying. <laughs> Just saying, don't be hating oh, on BC, bro. Be up real quick, uh, 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 uh. y'all tripping. Shoot the lights. You still looking, or you want to do some NBA? No, we talk? can move on. Okay, okay. So let's talk some NBA, guys. Um, first thing first, we all have a top five, but I'm talking about current players, right? So let's get into Dame Lillard's recent hypothetical squad. Uh, Dame was asked who his starting five would be of current players, and this is the players he gave. Of course, himself, so Dame time, Steph, LeBron, KD, and Bam. One more time. He chose himself, Steph, LeBron, KD, and Bam Adebayo. Right, right. Yeah. And my only question to you guys is, what do you make of Dame starting five? But I also want to know if you disagree, then who is in your starting five? Current players. Damn. That's wild. Him, Steph. That's actually a weak five for real. Yeah. Like, he could have went. Yeah. Two small guards. But my, same I, I player. Mean, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, the thing for me, BC, when I first heard this, it was more so like, why didn't you put Giannis on? Like, Giannis is what was back-to-back MVP. Yeah. Could be MVP any year. He's your teammate. There's <laughs> an argument he's the best player in the, in the league. Worst, he's right. your teammate. Y'all trying to win a championship. Like, why would you – not put Giannis yeah. in there, especially over Bam. Like, unless you just wanted to have a center, and he was doing it positionally. I think he was doing it positionally, and Giannis is not a quite a full center, nah. but still, he's a big man. I would go with Giannis over Bam for sure. Um, this felt like the friendship list. Not, not well. 
But like Don't B it? said, you go with your teammate, like and one of the most dominant players right now. I mean, it's really tough to have this in your starting five. I mean, who can really argue against Steph, LeBron, and KD right now? But you could say, okay, they're old heads, so maybe I want to go with the young balls and and and, and you know. Maybe I want to go with a Giannis and an Anthony Edwards here, stuff like that. I'm not too mad at his list. I personally probably wouldn't have Dame, and I know it's crazy, Dame time and all that, but I probably wouldn't have Dame in my top five Um, if we're just doing well, superstar If you disagree, status. you got to give us that, that starting five. But I think both of you disagreed, actually. Well, yeah, big disagree. There's so many other guys that you can throw in there. Um, like, you don't need Dame and Steph on the same team. No. Right. Right? Uh, so that's first and foremost. I would – like, I would actually – if you want to go a guard, like I'll put so many guards that you can throw in there, but Devin Booker would be a guy for mm. me, like Devin Booker yeah. and him. Devin Booker is a guy like he's Kobe. He's like he's the he's he's Modern not day. Kobe, but I'm saying his game is like Kobe, right? Like this dude is still 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 uh 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 dominating mid-range. Mid-range doesn't even exist. Like no, out of, right. outside of K, K, him and KD, nobody else is doing uh, that. DeMar DeRozan is the the mid-range king. Like right. DeMar, he's the mid-range king, but yeah, nobody's really shooting them shots. It's like right, you know, so even him and the Tatum, Jason Tatum uh is a, a better match, but I can understand why a Steph like that's crazy where you have two dynamic shooters like that with KD and LeBron. That could be I guess I, I guess you can do those four. You can have those four and then put in a, a Joker or an right, MB right, exactly. or a Giannis yes. over Bam. Bruh. But there's Bam over Embiid and Joker. Well, you know what Get. they're saying. So our one of our producers, uh, when he brought me the story, uh, Omari was like, "Well, there's a lot of people talking about his love for Miami." Is like. He like this is him showing Miami like yo I'm here but I really want to be there and there's still gonna be an opportunity I think he has an opportunity in a year or two to go there about a year or two he still got uh huh right so it's like he really wants to be in Miami that's I the only so, yeah. he's gonna make his way bro, he really way somehow he's gonna make his way to, to Miami but bruh bam out of bio over Joel Embiid or the Joker that's that's just insane like that's just insane I'm sorry Dame like yeah he has a player I, option in 24 25 season. Yeah, so exactly. And who knows? That thing will probably be blown up by then. Giannis, uh, Giannis might be out of there. Um, LeBron, yeah, I'm still taking LeBron. KD, he's a shooter. But, you know, I would probably try to put some of the, the younger cats in there over. Uh, see, Steph and Dame, they're not really known for their defense up front. So I would, I want somebody who can right. shoot and play D at that spot. You know what I mean? So that's like why old I, clay. Exactly, like old clay, not new clay. But I mean, I'm not too mad at this. But the Bam out of bio, bro, I'm sorry. Just, over <laughs> that's why I said this feel like a friendship that team. That right there, like yeah, Damn. everybody's team. I, I get it. You, everybody has their own top five. But Bam, in your top five of today, overlooking. Embiid, Giannis, Joker, get out of here. <laughs> Just straight up get out of yeah, here. And go have a seat. Any other changes you want to make, B? I mean, for me, it ain't even about my changes. This is about, like, dissecting a little bit. Like, where's Giannis? Why is Bam in there? And it's like, that's, that's really it. But for me, if I'm going to top five, like, you know, I wouldn't make changes. But my top five... My top five right now, I'm going Booker at two. 
Love Booker. Love Booker. Mm-hmm. Damn, he didn't you did you just say Anthony Edwards got zoned yeah. out there for a little like right? Like Yeah, Anthony Edwards, like I'm, I'm not even putting Braun in there. See, that's I'll, why I was debating because it's like, oh well, you want to put LeBron and you how can you not put the the all time great? But it's like now LeBron. Today yeah, LeBron like, you is got 39, he's cool. He's good. He's still old, good, but <laughs> give me give me Booker, give me KD, give me Giannis. Cause I like Giannis over Embiid and Joker because he gives me more on the defensive side. Mm. Okay, right? Damn, even Luca. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Give me Ky- I, listen. Top five is insane. Give in me, the NBA, give me bro. Kyrie. Mm. Give me Booker. Give me KD. Give me Giannis. So hold on, I need, and then give me, give me, and, and and listen, I'll take. So who's my shooter? I need a shooter, so it's Dame or Steph. Like, I might take. I mean, you got to take the greatest shooter of all time. Yeah, I would take Steph. Give me a shooter. Damn, how'd Dame end up off his own list? (laughs) 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 No, I rock with you, Dame. Don't listen to them boys. Don't fuck with Dame Dame Dollar. Don't fuck with Dame Dollar, but. Hey, what listen, time listen. is it? Dame time. <laughs> hey, we, fuck, we rock I'm with just, Dame, but yeah. just saying, though, bro. Yeah. All right, all right. you know what? Take Kyrie up, put Dame there. Dame book. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, Giannis, and, and uh, what I say? Steph. But Ooh. damn, I go back to what he did. Like, yeah. Steph and Dame Steph don't and make Dame. much sense. They don't make no sense. But I got my shooter, so instead of putting Steph there, um, Luca, no, I don't need Luca. So let's let's do this. Let's two ball dominant. Give me. I think Book plays defense, so Steph and Book probably would be a good tandem at least. Have Steph as guards. Yeah. No, no, you mean uh, Dame and Book. I mean, well, Dame's not known for his defense. Yeah, so they would be interchangeable, Steph and Dame. Yes. Right, and then you have Booker. That's right. So you could use one or the other for your shooter, even though Book's a shooter too. But, yeah, you can have one or the other. Book's going to play a little defense. He's going to get you some steals and all that. Then you got – yeah, and then you got the rest of your, your I, starting five. I, I, I wouldn't be mad at Joker on this. Not at all. Yeah, give me Joker, man. Give me Joker, man. So Joker's your five? Respectfully, but no – Way Bam out of bio is on my starting five, bro. <laughs> Respectfully. <laughs> Hold on, I want to make sure because the thing is, we want to make sure the fans are clear on this. Brandon, your top is Devin Booker, Dame. Did you say LeBron? No, KD. no. I got, I got uh, Dame, Booker, KD, Giannis, and Joker. That's my my Giannis. starting. Five. Not saying that's the best five. I'm saying like putting together a team of current five. players. That's my starting five. Hell yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. But you know what? Like you also got to take in mind like Dame could be looking at it from like not always. It's not always like the best players together wins. So Dame as a basketball guy could be just looking at it like, look, I know this five can play together and we cover everything. Mm-hmm. Like there's no way we won't win it all. That's could, that's could be, that could be his thinking. And if it was prime, it would be an insane team too. What do you mean? Because LeBron's not in his prime no more. Yeah, KD's but that's what I'm talking about. He prime. don't. They don't need that. That that KD, Dame, and Steph. They don't mm-hmm. need uh, Braun in his prime. And then you said even a Dame. The reason why he put Dame is because of defense. Like who's the dude's gonna 
you know, protect the rim, guard yeah. the paint. Yeah. So that's probably what he's thinking. Like defense. Oh, you mean Bam. 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 That's yeah. why he's okay. putting Bam mm-hmm. in there, right? Like who's that guy? Like that Bam. He's probably a better defense. He probably is a better defensive big than Jokic. I don't know. Embiid is, Embiid is tough though. But yeah, he probably is a better defensive big than Jokic and Embiid. Right. So if we're looking at it, yeah, maybe. But then Rudy Gobert can hold it down down there. You know what I mean? If we're doing the starting five, he's going to block some shots. And we left Tatum off. So I would <laughs> shake this whole thing up, man, and I'll put Tatum. Doncic, KD, Joker, and I got one more. Mm. Ooh, it's tough. I said Doncic. Yeah. Unless uh, I mixed that up with Jokic. No, no, no. And then yeah, and Giannis. So I put Giannis and 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 Joker on the same squad too. Yeah. With Tatum. Some tough teams, though. Some With Tatum and Doncic up there. Yeah. yeah, we winning. So, guys, as you all know, I Am Athlete is partnering with Mobile One Far behind the Drive series. We've heard stories from the from Tank Dell, Patrick Sertain, and our latest guest is one of the elite receivers in the NFL, and soon he'll be paid like one. So here's a little story with our, con- our recent conversation with T. Higgins. Behind my drive on game day, you know, for me, it's wake up in the morning at the team hotel, you know, drive back home. Uh, You know, sometimes I, you know, go back to sleep, take a nap. I have a routine on game day, what I do, you know, I wake up. I just like to relax and not really communicate with a lot of people that, that I don't have to, you know what I'm saying? Going to the stadium, like, for the game, I'm pumping that music, like, I'm putting, I'm getting in that mode. You know what I'm saying? That one type music it just puts you in that, that zone. You know what I'm saying? And I wasn't able to do that. So me thinking like the whole time, like, man, I don't know if I'm gonna be in this zone when I get to the stadium, this and that. And sure enough, this what happened to go off. And then one of the guys left their phone in the car. So I had to stop what I was doing then, uh, come back out, you know, obviously, Get that situated, but yeah, it just threw everything off. Oh. That was you? Was that your phone? That was Ingram. Damn, Ingram. <laughs> you had to play the good game, though. <laughs> <laughs> sure, did. That's the routine now. Sometimes it's a little baby, Skilla baby, uh, YTB fat, guys in that in that area. Their music is like, it's, it's kind of like, most of their music is like up tempo, you know what I'm saying? Get you by your head like this. So you and then you know when you start doing this, you know what time it is. You know what I'm saying? This is that route I go. So I'm I'm turning right here, like yeah, oh, I'm singing, I'm listening to my music, feel good, bro. You know what I'm saying? And by the time I get to the stadium, I get out looking good, feeling good, get the pictures right, get in there, get dressed, then I go do my little routine like before I can do tennis balls before even everybody even go out. So it's crazy though, cause you know a lot of guys listen to music while they warming up. I don't have earphones in. I just listen to the outside noise. I don't know why I'm like that, but like music distracts me when I'm warming up. And I'm cool with listening to the sounds around like outside, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm outside and for some reason I get in that mode, like I don't hear nothing. 
but I hear it. Like, all I hear is the nature. You know what I'm saying? I don't hear no fans, nothing. Fans saying T, T, like, but it's like, I don't even hear them. You know what I'm saying? And it's, I don't know, I just, I, I just lock in. And that's, that's how I am on the field, like, during the game. Like, guys be talking trash in one way out the other. Like, I'm not worried about y'all. I'm worried about what I'm doing on the field. The fan base here, man, it feel like, like, on, on home games, bro, it feel like college, bro. It feel like a college game day, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, I'm gonna miss that, you know? And I feel like, you know, this is my first home in the league. I'm not gonna lie, bro, it's crazy, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, this could be my last time, you know, putting in my code, you know, uh, pulling up to the stadium, turning in this iPad, man, it's just, it's crazy. Think about it, honestly, because, you know, obviously, when you get drafted somewhere as a rookie, you think you're going to be there your whole career. I mean, that's, that's just how it is. Like, you, think, that's, you think that's where you're going to be at. But, man, now, now this time has come that like, I don't know where my next stop is or if I'll be here. It's, it's crazy, bro. Like, I don't even know what to think. You know what I'm saying? Like, this could be really the last time I walk in here. Damn, man. Like, first, I, I have to say, B, I love these mini documentaries. Really? I really love them, man. Don't you just know? say that because I fucking write the check. Like, give me no, 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 no. I don't know if you watched me. I don't know if he, if he was actually watching me. But, like, the whole time I'm watching it, I'm just kind of smiling. I'm kind of, like, looking at it. And, again, for me, as someone who is a filmmaker, like, it just, the emotional side of it, the right. writing, the... The idea of just like going through what he said, which is, um, you know, this may be my last time here. I don't know. You know, there's a story in that that I just really love. And I hope that in a year or two, we have 50 of these because I know this is our mobile one. By the way, guys, if you want to check out more with our mobile one behind the drive series with T Higgins, please go to our YouTube page. That's the I am athlete YouTube page. But the reason why I'm saying that is because even though I know this is mobile one, I just feel like this is more than that. That's probably the best way I could put it right now without having some real thought behind it. But the ramen story, this story now, um, you had Patrick Sertain a couple weeks ago, Tank Dell. And, and the thing is, I'm not trying to like blow up the situation because you know a lot of NFL players do have these stories, but I think these mini docs are just breaking down so many walls for us. Right. Um, well, not us, meaning, like, I wasn't an athlete, guys. But just saying, like, breaking out a lot of walls when it comes to understanding what's underneath that helmet. 100%. No, I appreciate the feedback, bro, and it's like a process. Like, and when you start something, it takes time for it to fully come together, right? Like, I would say there was a lot of mishaps and, you know, uh, there was a lot of missed moments as we went through this journey all year with T. Higgins, Tank Dell. Uh, even Patrick Sertan, like Tank Dell goes down, you want to be there and get those feelings right away, mm -hmm. you know. And it, it and so like this is one of those moments where it's just like perfect, where we got T Higgins in the right moment at the end of the season, you know, talking about his transition, what he's going to do, the uncertainty. Now every day of this week, they're going to be talk they're talking about T Higgins, right? Mm -hmm. and, and it's like, man, it's 
it's a beautiful opportunity. It's a beautiful thing because while they're talking about the contracts and they're talking about being franchise tag, we're getting to the emotion and to the root of like who these guys really are. So it's adding more mm -hmm. depth to the conversation, right? It's like, holy shit. While they're talking about T Higgins, we're talking with T Higgins about like, yeah, <laughs> the uncertainty, the uncertainty of his future. Right. But then you need the player and you need T and these guys to be vulnerable and open. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, he talks about uh, Joe Burrow. Like, damn, like, I asked him the question, like, if that was your last time, if that was the, la the, the last catch from Joe Burrow was the last one, how would you feel? Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, strapping it up with, uh, strapping up with pause with hey. uh yeah hey, yo. <laughs> with hey, jamar yo. chase and them boys yeah that was the last time how would you feel so yeah. no i appreciate that because that's what i'm trying to that's the uh emotion that i'm trying to provoke in this is like the emotion yeah and and that's like, why i think i called it that. a mini doc yes is because it's it feels so real but it still has that connective tissue to emotion right you know what i mean like like obviously he could have said anything to make himself look great whatever the case is but it's filmed in a way, like, even just seeing those fans, you know, with the Higgins and they're, like, pointing at it. And it just shows you, like, that That stuff exits the field long, long time. You got people who are, bro, you born in Pittsburgh. What's the first thing they give you when you're born? Uh, yellow flag. That's a yellow a terrible, terrible towel, towel terrible bro. Towel. So, like, sometimes this, this shit's invested. But um, let me get off my emotional train. No, it's good. No, I appreciate that <laughs> feedback. I need that, bro. No, 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 and, it's, and again, man, disclaimer, man, it's not the check speaking, you know, it's it's the filmmaker in me that loves stories and just loves, because I also want people out there to understand that, like, yeah, you may be an accountant somewhere, but you still have a story. That's right. You know what I That's mean? Right. Everybody's going through some, it's just not maybe a million millionaire wide receiver on Cincinnati Bengals, right. but you got a family, you got people who love you, and that's the part I wanted, wanted to get across. Mm -hmm. um, but to go into our next report here, guys. We got a report coming from the Ravens and the free agency of Derrick Henry. Uh, there's been a report that Baltimore is looking for a running back in the free agency with pedigree. So this aligns perfectly with Derrick. Um, and given that the Ravens reportedly tried to trade Derrick Henry midseason, many are connecting the dots here. So would Ken King Henry joining Lamar be enough to scare Mahomes and company in the AFC? I love this question. The answer is no. Um you go back to the Super Bowl, the entire week leading up to the Super Bowl, a lot of questions directed towards Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid around them being the underdogs and their season shaping out the way it did. Like, they had to show up differently. They weren't, like, the most uh, fair, uh, uh, electric and frightening offense out there. They have been for years, year after year after year after year. And so Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, I don't know if they it was strategic and they met on this. It was like, we never consider ourselves as underdogs. We don't we don't look at ourselves that way. Like why would they? Correct. It doesn't <laughs> matter it doesn't chance. matter about anybody else. Mm -hmm. We know who we are. And they know that they could potentially go down as the most dangerous the most efficient, the most electric, the winningest duo quarterback to head coach ever to do it. 
King Henry going to Baltimore, that, 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 that doesn't matter to them. If anybody they're concerned about right now is the Joe Burrow. Like they, he, Joe Burrow is, is the only active quarterback that's beaten Patrick Mahomes. Active, yeah. Yeah. It, and, it the other, and there was only two, and the other was who? Uh, Josh Allen? Tom Brady. Oh, sorry. I'm thinking go, about BC. the losses, but yeah. Um, Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, like, man, that boy, that man over there, that, he ain't worrying about nobody, nada. And that's 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 the true champion, BC. It's like he's sitting there like they're probably sitting there like, I know who I am. I know Andy Reid. I know these cats right. that I got. And you giving me specs. You keep it. Like, you're, you're, y'all letting us keep specs, NFL? Nobody hired him as the head coach? Right. And that defense is top five? Oh, my goodness. Let me go get a wide receiver. Yeah. That's what they need to do. Go get a wide receiver, man. They're going to be right there <laughs> again. Bro. If they can go get a T. Higgins, that who we just talked about, they can go get a Mike Evans, who we talked about. They can go in the draft and somehow finagle the way they're gonna have to give up a lot. What Harrison? But, yeah, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Junior. Bro, you know what just popped in my head? Boy, they ain't gonna go three peat. Sit down, Z Ziggy and Zo. You don't know about no three peat. <laughs> Sit your last down, paying a hundred thousand dollars a year. Y'all better know what a three peat is. They could be four peat. <laughs> they might four peat. Bro, how would you feel if you're Tom Brady and in, let's say, 10, 15 years, uh, Patrick has won another four rings, let's say, three to four rings, somewhere around there, right? And now you enter in almost 60, but you know you still got that W over him. And he's starting to slowly edge into that GOAT status. I think Tom, I'm so glad. I think Tom is so glad that he at least had that one win. Right, right, right. Because if he stayed, bro. No, I think when when Tom retired, it was one of those moments where it's like, like you don't really think about these things, but now it's in the conversation. It's like, oh yeah, I'm straight. Seven Super Bowls. We're talking about mm-hmm. the the next uh, best is what Terry Bradshaw with four Montana. and Joe Montana mm-hmm. with four, and and that might be the only two. Maybe there's one other quarterback. Not uh, I think there's Staubach, Birch. Like who is it? I think Stil- we uh, I got it right here. Steelers. We got no. That's Terry Bradshaw. Montana Bradshaw, then Mahomes. Aikman, okay, morale. so it's only two with four. So yeah, think about that. It's like, yeah. bro, th- seven Super Bowls, insane. You get think about how many Super Bowl appearances you need to go. You have to appear in, yeah, it's to get to seven because you're not gonna win every one night. And everybody's gonna have that Jordan moment, BC, where you arrive to six finals and you you're six and zero, oh. and six and zero, oh, two three peats in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, not not everybody gets that, but yeah. There's rare error up there. I think he's fine. Even if Mahomes catches him, I think he's still gonna be like, Psh, you know, I, I, I saved, I saved room for you up here. Come on. No, the conversation shifts. BC, I, I mean, agree, disagree with you there. The conversation now becomes the conversation is, Mahomes, Mahomes is the is best. Mahomes is just the best, the greatest, Period. surpasses Brady. Period. We forgot about Brady. Man, if Mahomes get five, I think that's the conversation. You had <laughs> uh, his teammate Teddy. Uh, Bruski come out the week of the Super Bowl and said, I was there. Those first couple of Super Bowls, those first six years for Tom Brady, mm-hmm. he was leaning on the defense in the run game. True. He It, it, that, it didn't look like this. It didn't look he like said this. It did. Patrick Mahomes, he put the team on his back. This is what Teddy Bruski said. Oof. And he was one of the leaders of them squads right there. Mm-hmm. And he's a he's a like you know Patriots. They keep it tight. Yeah. They keep it together. That's big. 
That's big. That's big. <laughs> that, that's big. For real, for real. Oh, my goodness. Hey, Man. so, guys, you remember when I mentioned at the top of the show that today was the official first day to start franchising your players? Who got franchise tagged? Well, I got some potentials. Oh, okay. I wanted to get your opinion on it. I was like, what's the breaking news? <laughs> I haven't gotten any breaking news yet. Fuck the franchise tag. Yeah, fuck the franchise tag. Fuck the franchise tag. Let's go. That's our song. We don't rock with the franchise tag here. The franchise tag has no place in football. You're talking about the best of the best <laughs> pulling themselves up Yo. from the trenches, bootstrapping their way all the way to the top. We're talking about they come from nothing. And a good deal is a fear deal where both consume the risks. It can't be the player takes on all the risks or the owner takes on all the risks. It can't be that. We both have risks. And when you franchise tag a player like a T. Higgins, you're giving all of the risks, putting all the risks on him. And if he gets hurt, it's nothing. Nothing. So the franchise tag was put in place because Mr. Pat Bowling, owner, rest in peace, of the Denver Broncos, flew his private plane from Inglewood, Colorado to Teterboro, took the Holland Tunnel over, to uh, NFL headquarters back in the day, which is it's not in, it wasn't in on Park <laughs> Ave downtown. It was Midtown somewhere. And he walked up and he said, I can't lose John Elway. And the franchise tag was created then to buy him more time than any other franchise that had that guy to negotiate a deal. And now they're using it as leverage. Where they'll, fran they'll tag you one year, tag you another year. And so we don't rock with the franchise tag here because it's taking advantage of the player. So every time I get an opportunity to talk about the franchise tag. <laughs> for the I'm franchise so, tag, tag. For the franchise tag. For the franchise tag. Let's go. We're not the franchise boys. Yeah. So the thing is, man, isn't that a beautiful story where T. Higgins can just say, whew. You would hope. I was eating ramen noodles dry, meeting my mom at the halfway house, not living with my mom. Bro, my father's in prison. Tea? My father's in prison, right? And now, if you know his story, his father passed a couple years ago as he's going to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. The family's on his back. It's been on mm. his back. And now he can say, I'm changing not only my kid, because that's, that's the healthy route. Money's supposed to flow down. My kids, kids. But in our community, the money has to flow up at times. Yep. Wale, shout out to Wale for teaching us this lesson. Our money flows up and down. I got to go to my mom. I got some people over here, my brother, my sister. I got to put them in position because the reality is we are behind the eight ball. Not everybody is playing the same game with the same, with the same rules and the same damn equipment. So wouldn't that be a beautiful story where T. Higgins can say, whew, all right, everybody good now. We'll put this aside. This is going to the kids, kids. All right, mom, here you go. Boom, bop, bop, boom. Come on, man. Let's, let's, let's go. We got to stand up. Rip the franchise tag up. All right. This is outside. I had, I had okay, to look go, up go, the go, name. Go, go, I had go. to look up the name because I wanted to know the name of the GM for the Bengals. I believe it's this guy, Duke Tobin. You know what I would do if I was T? What? I would bring him a unwrapped uh, ramen noodle and mm. place that on his desk. Mm. That's what I would do. Say it again. 
place of raw, uncooked ramen. You you know the little the little square. Yep. And I place agree. that right on his desk. He probably don't even know what that is. But, but exactly. You gotta, you're right. <laughs> but, but, you, but don't do it to him. You got to do it to Mike Brown, the owner. Oh, Mike Brown. Okay. He's Mike making Brown. those decisions. And 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 and, 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 uh, and here's the other thing is like, y'all didn't play with Joe Burrow's money. Yeah. Facts. Joe Burrow didn't get franchise tag. Facts. Why are we afraid? Ta- why are we tagging T Higgins? Can we clip this, please? Put that out. A rant. A, a epic rant. The last two days of my commentary around this, like, please, Shelly, like, spend all day on this. This is the only clip I want to put out today. The only clip. Between yesterday and today's show. Uh, every, everything I said about the franchise tag, the most legendary. I want to see the plane go from, I want to see a clip, I want to see the plane go from, when I talk about uh, Pat Bowl and the owner of Denver Broncos flying from Inglewood, Colorado to Teterboro, the poop, poop, poop. I want to see it. Put the Shelly sauce on it. And put that ramen noodle pack on that desk at the end there, Shelly. Boom. Mm. Boom, ramen noodle, all that. And then tell you know what you ended with? Tell the story. The story. You got all day to tell the story. Put it out. After franchise tag. After franchise tag. That's the song you're going to use. After franchise tag. After franchise tag. Come on, who got to add? You got to add to the song. Come on, come on. After franchise tag. Fuck the franchise tag. Fuck the franchise tag. Come on, put that Quavo sauce. Yeah, yeah, BC, throw a bar out there. Throw a bar out there. You know how you got like. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> now, y'all singing. I'm like, fuck it. Look at Franchise. Yo. No. Yo. Yeah. Fuck the franchise. ain't signing it. Uh. We ain't signing it. Nah, I'm his, I'm his agent now. Yeah. Yeah. We ain't showing up. Yeah. We yeah. ain't practicing. Yeah. Practice. He ain't coming. Bruh. Yeah. Hey. His back Last hurt. time yeah. I came, they tried to give me a black bag. When black I came bag. back, they try to give me a franchise tag. Fuck the franchise, franchise tag. Fuck the franchise tag. Fuck the franchise tag. Hey. This is the new franchise boys right here, them franchise yeah, boys. Yeah, we got y'all. <laughs> we ain't showing up. On behalf of the players, on behalf of the players in the NFL, today is the day that these teams, the 32 teams and their owners, general managers, can designate their franchise tag. Baker Mayfield will not be signing a franchise tag or Antoine Winfield because there is talk that their Bucks are going to use the tag on Antoine Winfield and not Baker Mayfield. Of course they'll do that because they'll pay the quarterback. And I ain't saying race is a part of this, but they paid Joe Burrow. They ain't play with his money. They ain't tag him. Yep. But now they want to play with T. Higgins. We're not showing up. Saquon Barkley. It's not going to show up, okay? And there's so many other guys. We're not going for the franchise tag. So, Shelly, put your sauce on it, and tomorrow we will show you guys this amazing, beautiful piece of art that Shelly creates. Until then, I'm your host, Brandon Marshall. We have Andrew out west. We have BC in the booth, and this is Paper Route Faction Talk Channel 103. And to end this show... We leave you guys with this amazing melody. So beautiful. We may win a Grammy. For the franchise tag. For the franchise tag. For the franchise tag. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.